you're technically now recording the podcast. Good morning. Hello, Kathy. Uh, How are you doing on uh, Friday the 13th? It is a Friday the 13th. That's very funny. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Today is Friday, January 13th, 11.23 a.m. Eastern Time. Although it is 10.23 East uh, Mountain Time, where Kathy is. 9.23. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know... Math. This is why we need to abolish time zones. Exactly. And I'm Brian. Yeah, like, why can't we just have a 24-hour time? I think that's completely reasonable. The number is kind of irrelevant. We can still. No way it. anyone would get confused. <laughs> exactly. Seven o'clock? I showed up for my, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm showing up for work at, at 7 p.m. I guess that's a normal thing that people do. That's why I hesitated on the job. <laughs> yeah, no, it is, though. <laughs> but, like, you know. It would be like, oh, I sun is setting at like 10 p.m. or something. I mean, I don't know how to do the math there. So <laughs> whatever, we'll move on. We, yeah, we've really, we've really uh, got off on a great start here. Um, <laughs> everyone at home, so this is how you know that we keep all the beginning of the show from when we hit the record button to the end, because <laughs> here it is. You're hearing it right now. I'm just warming up. We've done so many great. We've had so many great interactions and made so many great notes this week and 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 visited so many great things. And yet we begin by complaining about time zones and making a joke about the time. <laughs> yeah. You can really tell that we're a high quality uh, improv operation here. Um, oh, um, related to this, so um, I know that most people find those kinds of interactions pretty insufferable, right? And uh, I was several months back commenting to some friends who were unfamiliar with the concept of the stop and chat, which is to say they were unfamiliar with the phrase stop and chat, but we're all too familiar with the, with, with the actual act of the stop and chat. And we all talked about how much we dreaded it, how we do not look forward to the stop and chat. Yeah. And, um, I ran into them at, um, the break room the other day, which was really funny because, and we, I guess, independently of each other, had walked in going, oh, man, I hope I don't have to do the stop and chat. <laughs> but then we saw each other, and it was like, oh, hey, I actually want to talk to you. So, <laughs> Yeah, that can happen. It's sort of like, uh, y yeah, yeah. I I've never had a, a real, like, work scenario like that one. Where, you, where you've been able to have like, uh, oh, maybe I won't see this person today. Like whenever I work with people, it's like, you're, all, you're just going to run into everyone no matter what at some point. Oh, is that, is that booch? Is that the, the lavender? Oh, yes, it's booch? some kombucha. Okay. Yes, it is the lavender kombucha. <laughs> okay. And for everyone at home, Kathy is drinking Dr. Meyer's brand. No, I don't know what that is. I, I yeah, I don't Dr. know which one it is. Horses. It was the one that was on sale this time. Yes, exactly. See, that's that's how I make my purchasing decisions. Is I go, oh, it's on sale. Let's get that shit. And then I might go, oh, that's that's why it was on sale, you know. But for the most part, I'm pretty adventurous. I'll give I'll give any bargain a good shot. You yes, know? I'll, I'll eat. Um, I, I used to go to the co-op and just kind of grab whatever kind of random local little food was in there, and uh, whatever kind of pasta salad, whoever was making that pasta salad they had there. Oh man, I used to love that. Whatever that was. It's also my, for the most part, my technique at the weed store. But, mm -hmm. you know, there's some bumpers there because, like, like, 
like you know of course the indicas will just knock me the right the fuck out so like i can't like just like stock up on that just because it's on sale you know because i'm like oh that's not going to be helpful if i have to like work this week yes well for example to concentrate (laughs) (laughs) yes i uh last time i went i stocked up on all my various uh delivery methods and uh, and I would don't typically do that, but I was just feeling like I don't know. I haven't uh, done anything else but the pen in a long time, so got into the concentrates and stuff. I haven't really touched it though. It's so much effort. <laughs> Dabbing is so much, so much of a project. It's like worse than rolling a blunt, in my opinion. Honestly. Yeah, no, it's too much. You have to get that like fucking device. Yeah, and you. You, you know, we were to... talking about this last time about the like the vaporizers that used to have the bag and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, why am I gonna do that when now it's like in this handy dandy pen format? Exactly. Like now, and that's the thing. Like, I don't have to replace anything. It's like the Dyson of vacuums, you know? Yeah, like now that you have this, it seems like everything else is completely in in, in inferior. It's true. No, and then all of my friends who are like, oh, I don't smoke. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, but do you like marijuana? Which is a completely different question. <laughs> like, because you can eat it now. Like, you can yeah. just, you can drink it. The, the like little seltzer drinks. Yeah. Holy shit. I Game changer. Wow. I I really oh, well, they're on their way, I'm sure. Yeah, I remember um, someone telling me about that like uh, a bunch of years ago um, in New Mexico, actually. It was, it was pretty cool. They said that they were working in a lab that were working on like beverages that were... They like, were like... working in a lab late one night. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They, were, <laughs> they worked at like some weed grower that it wasn't like New Mexican, but, you know, well, let's say a competitor. It was Los Alamos National Labs, yeah, listeners exactly. at home, hey, just FYI. Hey, hey, Los Alamos National Labs is a place that they're working working all kinds of top secret shit it's not all the bomb i assume and maybe if that's where we to... used to get the like g13 weed or whatever the fuck exactly. it used to be called yeah, you Delta remember that shit yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it was like legendary dude like it was like having a girlfriend in canada <laughs> is that the weed that they used to show in those like 60 minutes segments they would run in the 90s when they like this this grandmother smokes over three pounds of weed a month <laughs> yeah and it's and all it's delivered like, in hand-rolled joints by the man in black by the government yeah like because it was like government weed you know like because that's essentially what it was you know like oh lord Kathy did just have a moment there where you literally could have had milk shit out of my nose it was true <laughs> no, that's it, a lot. Away from her i'm gonna shoot for it sometime in I drank show, so though. quickly that she didn't have a chance um, yeah, so. <laughs> I could. and here's me calmly sipping my kombucha <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That won't be pleasant. Mm. <laughs> See, at least like squirting milk out of your nose is going to feel like a neti pot. You know, it's like a nice oatmeal bath. Yeah, you right. know? I think some people desire that. I mean, if I was in, <laughs> yeah, like... if I was in like uh, the world of clockwork orange, I'm sure they'd be like worshiping me right now if I shot milk out of my nose. It's like a good talent, you know, <laughs> like like swallowing swords or breathing fire. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind as I move through the world. Oh, yeah. So, Too bad circuses oh. are all like on the outs, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of uh, forms of entertainment that are canceled, did you hear Rick and Morty is canceled now? Oh, I did. Yeah. But like, I, I, so like, so like when I, like someone was like, oh my God, did you hear that one of the Rick and Morty dudes? 
was like uh, something about like charged with domestic violence of some kind. I was like, wait, which one? Yeah, exactly. Because the other one was uh, two. Uh, right? I so I was like, oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm not totally sure. We're not, we're, this is yes. speculation at right. this moment because we yes. can't, I didn't, I'm not going to bother to pull this up and no. research this no, shit. Uh, you know, yeah. it's fine. It's whatever, you know, but. I just tapped my Yeah, laptop. like it just kind of, it just, yeah, it just kind of like, oof, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I, I saw a friend asking earlier um, on Twitter, kind of anonymously going, Hey, I got free tickets to that uh, Falun Gong dance troupe show. Should I go? And it was like, well, did you pay for it? Were they free? Were they like a free promo? Did like your aunt buy one? Like, yeah. How did this come about, right? And and like I started thinking, like, uh, like I made a comparison to like a Miramax film. And as I'm thinking about this too, yeah. like as I yes. as I keep thinking about it, right? Like, no, I can't buy a ticket now to no. go see a Miramax film, right? But I can buy a DVD copy of Pulp Fiction. Yes. Yeah. Does that go to Miramax? Does that does that enrich him somehow if I buy like right. a Pulp Fiction t-shirt? Like I'm not sure, right? And so like this is also uh, where I'm like, hmm. where do we get to this point where it's like, you know, and, and this is also happening with the Harry Potter video game. I was literally looking at Hogwarts Legacy on the right in the trending tab right now. Yes, exactly. Yes. Let's continue this conversation. So like I feel like this is also the question, right? Like, um, some people were like, well, you know, J.K. Rowling sucks, given, agreed, yes, you know, no, no disagreement there. Yes. Um, you know, read another book. Yeah. <laughs> read it. No yes. problem there. Um, do you want to play the game? I think there's the question. I will and answer I think the question that... honestly. The answer is yes. And the re I will say the reason why is because. Ah, that was the next question. It has why? nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with Harry Potter. I'll, I guess on, uh, 1% of why is Harry Potter, but mostly because there hasn't been a, a brand new open world game on consoles in like a year and a half. That's like a really big, neat, high budget one. And I think that the map is going to be really big and it'll be fun to explore. And it's not set in the timeline of Harry Potter. It's set in a completely different thing. Hundreds of other people worked on it, which is also my argument for the films and also why I think the films are actually superior. I mean, well, a superior product in that you don't have to. I mean, the creative mind share was spread out. The money that is received is spread out. I mean, these are all like theoretical arguments because you can't ever say like, oh, because I'm not consuming the product. I'm like ruining jake right Rowling's it's still hypothetical right kind of like you it may get to way, the day yeah. and you're like fuck this i want to just play mario kart instead right, right. like yes. who knows right like right. you're the decision making process of this is like like it's all like it actually reminds me too of um this other thing i just saw that um i feel like this is related bear with me okay yeah yes. no, absolutely um that the that your governor the florida governor is like up in yeah. arms about the gas stove thing yes but it also turns out that only like five percent of homes in florida even have gas yeah, we stoves. don't have gas piping here and that's because there is no gas piping yes exactly right like so i was thinking about this and and he's like up in arms about this and it's like this is the part where like your consumerism is tied to your belief system yes 
right? Like, and, and like the gas stove thing and the Harry Potter thing and the like, literally anything else we consume at this point, right? Yes. Because like, there, that that's the other part is that like, there, there's no way that you and I can consume any media without it being harmful to somebody somehow at some point. No, like, because, like, and I, I'm yeah. not saying that that's like, okay, let's harm everybody. What I'm actually saying is like, well, still, what's the alternative? Like, I guess like asceticism, like anarcho-primitivism and like that yeah. shit's stupid too, yes. right? So like, <laughs> like, I mean, and I think like, which one's the stupider one is that actually I think the anarcho-primitivism mindset, right? Which is like, fine, then I just will make my own kombucha and I'll like only read books and never go online. It's like, okay, cool. Like, and maybe you find some like joy out of that and I hope you do right but I, I don't feel like they do I, I feel like the folks who actually go to that much trouble uh, like are doing it I think to like get like some kind of weird accolade which I don't really understand you know like um I'm gonna have a gas stove on principle like why who cares literally yeah. who cares like um I, I don't know that uh it matters ultimately Right, whether you or anyone else really plays Harry po this Harry Potter game, I think there's a lot of different ways to spin it too. What about all the workers, game workers who worked on it? Yeah, right. Who maybe started this fucking game before they knew that she was a fucking dipshit transphobe? It is also right, like because yeah. how it's long has this game been in development? For, it's been in production for six to seven years. The other, th which is before that information was out, and I would also say that this game. I, I would say that it's hard to – most video game workers do not get their full cut until after the game starts making its sales numbers, its sales projections. Once it hits a certain point, then past that point, then the workers get a certain percentage slice of all of the numbers. Basically, once it makes a profit, then they start getting a little extra slice. Not forever, but for a certain amount of time, up to a certain amount of money. And that is part of the money that they expect to make working at that high level of a type of development house. So were we now to change our plans about buying the game, you're technically hurting people who probably care very much about how mm -hmm. J.K. Rowling is actually like a bad person or whatever. Mm -hmm. But So you're, you're, the whole thing is very cloudy. And, and I would say the same thing well, about, well, oh, yes, you go ahead. Yeah, well, I was going to say, well, to that point, right, like, all of these decisions are are murky at this point. Yes. And, and, like, I, I, that's also why I feel like being so, like, righteous about any one of them yes. is, like, well, why'd you pick that one to be, yeah. like, upset about, right? Like, or why is this the one, right? And I, I continue to feel like it's because it's still coming from this, like, egotistical point of view, right? Like, um, well, it's because I was me, you know, I, I was, uh, I was assaulted and that's why I will never watch a Miramax film ever again. Right. Yeah. Or, um, I'm trans or I have a friend who's trans and that's why I will never support anything JK Rowling ever again. And I, and I think that's like, I think that's noble, but I, again, I think like, I mean, I don't need a Chick-fil-A, right. But it's also not because I have some like big fucking moral upstanding, ideology around chick-fil-a i just think there's better options out there for the same price i would also right like 
Yeah, it doesn't really have are. anything to do with who they are, whether they're open on Sundays. And I think to like make a decision in your life on anything based on is this going to piss off the libs or is this going to like send some kind of message? I, I think like that's that's like distracting yes. from like maybe what's actually necessary. Yeah. Right. Like right now in New Mexico, like the Transgender Resource Center was trying to organize at like as a union and instead the center directors closed the fucking place down right so like when i'm like huh. why are we talking about harry potter yeah. if we're gonna be talking about you know the rights of trans people i'm like then we don't need to be talking about harry potter and jk rowling's stupid ass at all like what is the conversation really here about right yes. like right. and and then why are you playing the fucking video game or not playing the video game if the need to go help our community is actually right there right like there's something about it that's like a virtual reality distraction yes. about the entire thing that's like you're arguing about a video game not actually about how awful society treats our trans siblings right and, like yeah and then you're ultimately arguing about how a person is uh not spending their time correctly or not doing the right thing because they could be doing something to help the world but you can't always make the argument because that's like inhuman in itself so uh yeah it's, it's where does it end really where, where right it so end? it's like yeah. It's like I'm gonna like I'm gonna go to I wanna go to the Jean Cocteau Theater owned by George R. R. Martin. Right. Um, who I guess makes this Game of Thrones book and show is associated. I've never seen it, right? Like mm. I could give a shit about but some people have very strong opinions about that show too. And apparently it's like misogynistic and incestuous. I again I've never seen it. So I can only I only know what the discourse has said, right? But I'm not interested in Game of Thrones because of all those reasons. It's just not really my cup of tea, generally speaking. Right. I do like the fact, however, that they will be doing a revival screening of john carpenter's the thing right oh, wow. like so so am i supporting misogyny and incest apologism if i buy a ticket to george R. R. martin's theater like it feels like the causality is like too far removed you know um yeah i have i'm still giving him money to continue his fucking book i guess that's still apparently hey. not written you know or whatever motherfucker gave me 50 grand i'll, I'll never uh <laughs> i'll never ask for anything from him ever again again not talking shit right like that's the thing right like well what else am i like if i had 50 grand from george r martin like i might do like a art project that was like germ sucks or whatever but i might not i might just be like oh cool i can put up that mural i've always wanted yeah right like who cares like like cool i got the money i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want right like isn't that what the like fucking coder on Harry Potter returns whatever is thinking? You yes. know, like he's just gonna be like, cool, I can like get that new car because I can finally get rid of my '96 Corolla, you know, or whatever. Because yeah. that's what game. I always they're not making big bucks either. No. you know, that's like, and that's who I always think about now. When I when I had a little when I went to to film school, but which I should add, it was mostly focused on the grip physical labor kind of aspect of that stuff 
I met a lot of people who have been in and around that world, and my instructors were people who had been in that world for a very long time. They told some very hard truths and some very real things about that world that you needed to know to go into all that stuff and what you should know before you go into it, before you, so you don't have to find those things out on your own. And I recognize that these people can have a 20-year career and basically have like a flat pay scale. Like they never, they never get like more than they did when 20 years ago. They just, you pretty much get like uh, a little bit better than your average rate for working at like a, a warehouse or something like that. But you get the side benefit of feeling cool that you're working on a set. And that really goes a long way in terms of your compensation, or should I say, the people who are paying you think that goes really a long way for your compensation. Mm -hmm. And it, done uh, properly, it, you're also in like IATSE, you're yes. earning a pension Absolutely. and union benefits, right? Like Absolutely. it's like teaching actually, like, like the highest paid public educator is not a millionaire. Correct. I mean, a private educator might be right. If I were at a private school, a boarding school where the fucking elites and their kids, maybe. But if you're just, I mean, as I know full well, if you're just a math teacher, even at the highest point of like your career, the fuck are you making? You're not getting like bonuses. That's not a thing that government work gives out anyway. Yeah, no, no but yes. I, I guess what I'm to saying. To agree with you, very similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm basically, I guess what I'm getting at is like, you could be the very best key grip in Hollywood making like, you know, tons of respect known by everyone of, of note uh, with names and production. And yet you're still only making like, you know, 200 grand a year. And you're if you've been doing it your whole life and that's the one thing you're good at and that's all you got. That's that's the most you're ever gonna get. You're the guy. You're the person. You know, and and that's the you know that is the best case scenario. <laughs> the worst. Most people are like working eighteen hour days. Literally, like that's the biggest problem in Hollywood right now for people who work in production is having no sleep between production days, and getting in car accidents and dying on the road. Like literally, that's a, a serious issue that they talk about a lot. Um, that's the first thing they told us when we walked in there is like, if you're going to be a grift, this is going to be your life. You have to be aware. We're trying to change the union rules. We have been trying to change them for a long time. It's just a long-term process. And um, I guess what I'm getting at is that you can, uh, people who work in film, not everyone who works in film has the glamorous job. A lot of jobs in film are just jobs. It is just any old job, but they happen to live in Hollywood. And so they work in some office and so they work in film, but they could just work in any, if they were lived here in Southwest Florida, they'd work in, I don't know, some plumbing shop or something, just making sure logistic things are being taken care of. Like, and so when we punish films or I don't know, whatever, when we think to ourselves, should I watch Scream? Because it was produced by, you know, the guy of, of, of note that we were just talking about, uh, Weinstein, um, like, or Pulp Fiction, uh, everyone else who's down the line under under the line should i say is also taking a hit on all that stuff too all because they all get paid for the rest of their lives based on the you know two three four or five months a year that they spent on a production for the rest of their lives you know if they used to work on scream maybe that was like the biggest project they ever worked on that was a big part of their fixed income for the rest of their lives and now scream is taking a hit now i'm not saying this is actually happening with scream but it is happening with <laughs> movies uh, I'm, I guarantee because they're not being not just because of reduced viewership because audiences are trying to like pay attention to who they're keeping their eyes on but because production mm -hmm. companies companies like Netflix and whatever are going to license those films are likely to license those films less mm -hmm. and therefore those people make less money 
And I'm not saying that should ins- make you make a different decision, but it, just be aware of that decision making. I'm saying that to the audience at large. Perhaps mm-hmm. you are not aware of how royalties systems work. Uh, but I don't know. You still don't want to see the thing made by the bad people. So mm-hmm. that kind of overrides everything else in some way. And, well, that and is I think like like I think the other. Well, it kind of reminds me too of like. Um, you know, sometimes like Starbucks workers who are currently unionizing nationwide, like people will randomly be like, that's fucked up, boycott Starbucks. And the union itself, like the people who are trying to unionize are like, well, we're not calling for that. So like, you don't, like, we want you to come into our store. Like we're workers. Like we want you here. Like that's a good thing for us, actually. Like we need your tips. Like that's kind of like, come in and tip us extra, actually. That would be like what we actually need instead of a boycott, right? Like when a boycott is necessary, the folks who are organizing in those efforts will say hey now is the time actually for us to send a message fuck them nobody show up on such and such a friday right or whatever you know red cup friday or whatever the fuck you're doing you know so like I i don't know like it feels in that same vein where it's like um i don't i i don't i guess i don't really understand any of these times that people are like either like promoting or defending like promoting a boycott or defending the use of a product like kind of vehemently in either way i'm always kind of like where is this coming from yeah and like ultimately what's at stake and i feel like that that's kind of like what helps me make my decision right like because it doesn't feel like I don't know, like, like, there's something real tantrumy too, of I'm just gonna do this thing. And it's like, I don't know, let's like, really think this through, right? Like, I don't understand why the Florida governor is like, upset about gas stoves, like there aren't even any, if you stop and think about it, right, that tells us that, like, what is he receiving like money from the like natural gas lobby, despite the fact that there is no natural gas in Florida? Like, yeah. why else would he be mad? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's not like all I... every Floridian is going to have to redo their house. That's actually California yeah. of all ironies. It would be state that consumes <laughs> the most natural gas through the use of stoves. Yeah, and the funny thing is... They're going to be the ones who are fucked. (laughs) If you have a gas stove here, it actually runs on propane. And if you know much about gas stoves, you actually have to get a very separate stove. You cannot run a natural gas stove on propane. It it just doesn't work. So uh, here, even in Florida, we have showrooms for propane stoves. Like, and, like, get your house hooked up with propane. Like, it's a whole different thing. And if you know, propane burns in a very different way than the other gas that we're talking about. Fascinating. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As Hank Hill would have you know. I was about to say, well, you know, I feel like I know an expert in propane and propane we accessories. All, we all know an expert in propane. <laughs> and propane accessories. And propane accessories, yes. So, no, it's just, it's wild, right? Like, so it just, it doesn't make any sense. New Mexico has a lot of gas stoves, yes. apparently. I, used to. I saw on that map, so... You know, I don't hear California and New Mexico being too mad about this concept, really. In fact, I don't I don't know a single person like on the street who is like, keep our stoves, keep our, you know, like, 
they're just like, yeah, new stove, finally, replace this old piece of shit. That's the, the, my landlord hasn't done fucking thing in years. Yes, new stove, sounds great. You could tell me that, like, the current fridges we have are all poison. I'd be like, okay, sure. Yeah, tell my landlord about it, dude. Like, I guess it's against the law now. I fucking sounds great, new fridge. New fridge, like, yeah. who cares? Like, uh, like I don't care. Like, I don't care why. Like, it's the, just new, right? Okay, cool. The, I like Better the non-poison fridge. year old fridge, fridge that yeah. I have to use duct tape on, right? Can like, I get like, the non-poison fridge? Like... Uh, and the funny thing is, too, like, if there was, a, if they came out tomorrow, if there was a poison fridge that, like, all, you know, 75% of rental properties had and, and people needed to replace, it would take, like, 10 years to actually replace yeah. them. Unless you did it yourself. So, <laughs> oh, the joys of renting. I, I have, I, I, am, I, am, I am happy to report that I have an electric stove. I am very, that's, your safety is intact. I am glad. What was the actual, like, what was the thing, actual, the risk? What was the p supposed risk of, of what's going to happen to us if we have, are we going to get asthma? Was that the risk? It, it's apparently increased risk of asthma and, like, respiratory challenges. I huh. mean, I feel like it's like saying you're smoking. Oh. That's not surprising. I would imagine that it's probably similar if folks had a wood-burning stove that they were always around. Mm. It's just particulates in the air, right? That shit yeah. can't be good for you. No. That's just... Let's just let's just kind of use some. Com like, I'm not a I'm not a doctor. Yeah, you, I'm you, not like some kind of chemical fucking scientist of some a chemist. That's what they're called. <laughs> chemical scientist, <laughs> aka a chemical scientist. Yes. You know, but it. yeah, shit in the air probably bad. Yeah, and like that seems that seems correct. Oxygen, nitrogen, those are all good. But I'll like soot, that. dust. Yeah, that's right. You burn the gas, and then the black stuff that comes out of the ground is you know you can't see it, but it's there. And then it could you know over twenty years of cooking on a gas stove, it ends up in those lungs, and then you got to study, or study, rather. Yeah, you know. So I mean, <laughs> it, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Like. I don't think it matters what you're burning. I just don't think it's supposed to be great for you. You know, I, I don't. I don't think that like you know our lungs are like thrilled that we're vaping. You know, no, they're not. I, know I, I they're think not. I don't care personally. Yes. <laughs> personally, that's, that's I don't the, care. That's the distinguishing factor. But part of the reason I don't care is that I don't have a gas stove, mm -hmm. and I haven't grown. You know, whatever. Who cares? You know, so I don't know care. We're, I'm we're not 20 like twenty percent healthier than people with gas stoves, and so we can allow that. It's the same way yes. that I, I deal with all my uh, subscription and service uh, things that I have. I know that if I I'm drop... like still within the box and whisker plot and shit. You okay. know. Well, I'm. I'm dropping a couple five dollar Patreons, and knowing that, then I'll I'll live a couple months longer and then i'll know that from re minorly reduced stress and that makes up for all the pens uh you know uh, that'll see it's basically like carbon tax except you're convincing yourself that like making one little uh uh expansion in in your life in one regard is going to save the other end and that's 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 called personal bargaining okay so i have a question for you yes i have one two three four five Headlines from the Santa Fe New Mexican Open. I'm gonna yes. read the headlines to you, and I want you to pick the one that you want. Oh, I'm gonna. Yes, this is awesome. New Mexicans try their luck at 1.35 billion dollar jackpot. 
Okay, that's okay. That's I'm pinning that one, but keep going. Judge will hold bench trial in Boxcar landlord tenant dispute. For okay. the folks who may not know, Boxcar is a local sports bar. Yes, yes. Um, pin, I'm pinning that one as well because I, I want to know about Boxcar. But yes, continue. Okay, this is the most boring one, but I haven't looked at it yet. Okay. Can council dodge old Pecos Trail decision <laughs> by creating new rules? City attorney says no. Okay continue uh i have a special i have a special highlight on that one continue prep seventh grader wins santa fe county spelling bee with escarole and finally <laughs> the most hitting i think we have to read that one anyway hardest hitting headline okay. of the bunch uh-huh why do some dogs obsess over playing fetch um we have to read that one no matter what, also. Okay. I think you've actually <laughs> you've selected five pretty solid uh, articles here. I know, uh, I know. Um, <laughs> don't worry, I'll summarize the ones we don't pick. Okay, okay. So the first one, let's recap. The first one was... Um, uh, the lottery. Okay, so let's re let's go over this one real quick. I just want to know a little bit about the lottery here. So this is a this is a national lottery... Um, it appears that this is a, um, let me see, Mega Millions? Mega Millions. Yeah, that's a national, so that's like not Powerball, but I think it's like, like okay. Powerball. Okay, so, it, so it's like a national one. Right. So I guess they're just, they're, they're just interviewing folks who are coming into the, um, this is Nathan Lederman, Lederman mm -hmm. at the Santa Fe New Mexican, again, hard hitting hitting news mm -hmm. um uh, it appears that they are at a local speedway where they are talking to people who are purchasing lottery tickets and asking them uh, about what they think about the possibility of winning 1.35 billion dollars oh <laughs> it should give us a little insight let's see what people are thinking what are the quotes okay let me see yeah let me scroll down if she wins I'll, I'll skip the names you know, for their privacy. Yeah. If she wins, she will help everyone. Cool. In quotes. All right. And go on vacation for a whole year. Okay. I want her to do that first. Then she can think about the whole year what she wants to do. And then she can take care of all those people. Okay. For a lifetime, her partner chimed in. Ah, okay. This couple and their group also tried their luck. By buying a hundred dollars worth of tickets, da 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 da. da. Hmm. He would leave Chimayo and buy a multi multi million dollar ranch somewhere where there's a lot of acres. Yeah. He would raise cows and crops during the day and enjoy watching the sunset over his property. Home is always home, but I'd move out of here to somewhere else. He said. To hit it in a small town, I mean, it'd be different than hitting it in a city because you don't know nobody. Hitting it in a small town, you know the whole town. Yeah, that would be kind of boss. You could be like the king of a small town if you never leave. You're just like, you're just, I don't know, having the city's Christmas party for free. You're just like throwing money around everywhere. You're just constantly throwing free parties. Like <laughs> The promise of winning it big drew in hopeful New Mexicans who rarely, if ever, play the lottery. 
one woman said her husband encouraged her to buy a Mega Millions ticket because of the $1.35 billion pot. My husband was like, you need to go pick up lottery tickets. And I'm like, I don't even know how to ask for one, she said. <laughs> she said she would stop working if she won and would enjoy hobbies like skiing and swimming. He added he would also travel to Australia or New Zealand and pay for their daughter's college tuitions. Okay. A lady who worked in the who walked into the same convenience store to pick up her Mega Millions ticket said she doesn't watch a lot of TV but enjoys the HGTV show My Lottery Dream House. <laughs> Whoa, Meta, they're talking about reality TV. Wow. This is actually a product placement by HGTV show My Lottery Dream House. I bet you a million dollars that our Santa Fe, New Mexican is probably owned by HGTV conglomerate network. It's well, or whatever. HGTV used to be owned by Scripps. Well, HGTV and Food Network used to be owned by Scripps, and then Scripps sold out to Discovery. So, I mean, who knows? Discovery is a gigantic media operation. Who knows what they actually own? Think they own newspapers? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? The assistant managers at this Speedway were also interviewed, and they were told, they said, one of them said about every second customer had been buying a ticket. However, neither of them, two as employees, had. I mean, one in how many million are actually going to get it, one, one employee said. <laughs> He added he might be enticed to buy one, given how high the jackpot has risen. If he struck gold, he added, he would buy a little house and save the rest for when he retires. He would also make sure to save some for his nieces and nephews to be taken care of when they got older. People have these like big old ideas and they don't really think in real life. I'm going to be gone quicker than they realize, he said. I'd rather be one of the smart ones and have it for a while. I mean, how much crack can you smoke? The drug dealer said as he championed his sobriety <laughs> and retired to his house in the Hamptons. Right. <laughs> That's basically what that just said. Uh, <laughs> this is what those convenience store workers said. I mean, <laughs> they get the I picture. Mean... They get the picture. They learn really well by selling all those lottery tickets and not seeing any of those people come back to them. They got to have the ride every single time. <laughs> I feel like, I, I mean, I, I feel like I like the scratchers. Yeah. I feel like the scratchers feel Perfect like Christmas a game. Present. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love it. I highly enjoy the, it. The, like, the other one too feels like too much like bingo. Some Weird. of them are really complicated and confusing, though. If you get like the ten or thirty dollar tickets, which I've never had, but they, the amount of things going on in there, you have to like scratch. To, I mean, I imagine the, the real scratch heads just like scratch the whole card off and like look at the code that says if you won or not. But uh, so, uh, speaking of other Santa Fe news articles, what was uh, what was the, what was something else that was up on the list there? Um, box boxcar sports bar landlord tenant dispute. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Old Pecos Trail development. Yeah. White on white crime. <laughs> I really want to talk about that. <laughs> Santa Fe County spelling bee, and of course the dog article. Tell me uh, before we get into something serious. Please tell me about the spelling bee. 
Again, I'll, I'll withhold the names because just, yes, cause just say spelling bee child. Letters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> child gave the announcer that classic preteen glare when told she would need to spell one more word before she could capture the biggest trophy at this year's Santa Fe County Spelling Bee. But her face lit up Thursday with a wide smile as the judges flashed green cards after the 12-year-old successfully spelled the winner, Escarol. Definition. It's a noun, an endive with broad leaves often used in salads. Frequently appears on Chopped. Carry on. Oh, child. (laughs) A seventh grader at Santa Fe Prep School was one of 47 spellers from 14 private and public schools who competed in the nearly four-hour event. After roughly 12 rounds, the prep school kid and two other kids, who we don't know yet, were named the top three spellers, giving each a spot at the state spelling bee in Albuquerque. The winner of that competition will take part in the Scripps National Spelling Bee in Washington, D.C. in June. Same Scripps as we were just talking about. Seventh grader at another school, public, finished second after misspelling nomenclature. Oh, that's difficult. I mean, I can get it. I only know that because it was a perk in this uh, mod for Half-Life way back in the day. No, what was it? It was uh, Unreal Tournament, the Special Weapons mod or something like that. I don't know. But uh, uh, Spamps knows what I'm talking about out there. Not the, I, I don't it's very unfair because I had a very... <laughs> I had a very good public school education in California, so I was, like, really good at shit like this. Video games had to teach me everything. Video games and TV taught me everything I know, Kathy. I don't... The Simpsons taught me almost everything, though. Okay. I would I, I would be lost without that. I'd be much smarter if I had watched The Simpsons, and, and I, I hope that my parents know that. <laughs> the third child exited the competition after misspelling rictus. Oh, I hadn't seen Fury Road. Participants were some of the best spellers in their schools, having taken home the gold at their respective spelling bees. Though the kids ranged from third to eighth graders, they all brought skill to the table, spelling words that left most adults stumped. The winner said they kept themselves sharp for the competition by studying and having her dad quiz her. She wouldn't. She said that won't change before the state competition, though it won't be her first time there. Oh. She has been competing in spelling bees since she was in second grade and won the county level event when she was in fifth. Okay. I just have to try my best. About 11 million school children take part in the script spelling bee every year. Wow. And the national finals are televised. The goal of the competition is to help students improve their spelling and increase their vocabularies. Well, no shit. Is that? Well, it's also to put them on display in a battle royale for all of the adults who are putting entirely too much pressure on these small children. Yeah, Here here are the people putting the the pressure on the children when they're at the script spelling bee. Uh, All the school administrators they're from, their parents... Their grandparents, literally everyone they've ever met, which is probably only like eighteen people because they're like in the seventh grade or whatever. Um, like, okay, so insane. this is the more fucked up part. Okay, it, 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 scripts, yes, yes. 
an organizer for the competition, an adult, said that this had been <laughs> the organized first. by a nine-year-old. <laughs> Guys, I love spelling. Let's do this. Okay. So, well, I feel like a child would have done better. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said that this had been the first time Scripps was able to hold the competition in person since 2020. Though the bee was still held remotely dur during the COVID-19 crisis, she said it wasn't quite the same as the pre-pandemic spell-offs she'd been used to. I think it helps make it to be a little more exciting and more special for these kids, she said, of in-person super spreader competitions. <laughs> because otherwise did it really, they were did it really, did it really, no did it really say that? Did it really say no, it did okay. not say Thank you. That. Thank you. Okay. I'm sorry if I editorialized. No, I, I wanted to know how badly because they were Because otherwise, they were on a Zoom meeting in front of a computer, and that isn't as fun. They didn't really get an audience to clap for them and no. transmit terrifying no. diseases no. to them. And there's nothing I wanted more than I was when I was a young child than to, to sing my little songs in front of people. Than to be clapped at by adults. Like, what the Fuck, yeah, like it's abolished spelling bees. They're spelling the words! They're spelling the words up there! Yeah! It's like, that's me. That's me as, I'm not even, a, I don't have a child in that scenario. I'm one of the sponsors. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm Coca-Cola, and these kids are really making me get those letters out there. Woo! It's really weird. It's, it's weird. It's weird. It's strange. It's, it, it's like a beauty pageant, but instead of the beauty of children which is fucking crazy children, we're, we're children. looking at the, their beautiful little brains instead really i mean it's the same thing but i don't know i just don't think we should be putting children on display it feels bizarre like and i get that maybe they want to be in a spelling bee competition yeah why are we televising it uh, like, like, wouldn't we all be fascinated anyway if it was like oh like we read about it in the paper the day after like I don't know. I don't know. I just feel squicked out by everything society does now. I feel like I can't look at anything or do anything without thinking, like, am I participating in some kind of awful abuse by mm -hmm. doing this, right? And again, uh, kind Kathy, of to the point of this, yes. like, Harry Potter game where it's like, now I have to think, like, is this what I should be doing with my yeah. money, my time, my attention? Like, and I'm just like, like now I'm like in paralysis where I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? Like only watch the Criterion Collection? Yeah. I don't know. I don't even but, know anything but, about those directors. But, ah, <laughs> but, but I do, Kathy. And I've spent so much time learning about old Hollywood. And let me tell you, every single one of those motherfuckers, top to bottom, gender, regardless, everyone was doing bad shit. Everyone. It's like, everyone it's like it's like what hollywood existed for just to do bad shit i swear i mean like back then that's like all it was crazy totally i mean back from like the 20s on like just bad stuff right so like i mean <laughs> it's crazy i mean it's you and i were having a conversation about like mystery science theater yeah recently right. mm -hmm. and also this like like that's what freaks was the terror of tiny town like all of that shit was incredibly exploitive even if we like try to justify it to ourselves now and are like, well, that was the only way people could work. Yeah. It's like, okay, true, but not true. What am I doing by continuing to watch any of those? You know, any again, like like that's why I'm like just kind of like maybe it just doesn't matter. 
Like, because, yes. you know what? I know that someone on the set of John Carpenter's The Thing was probably not a good person. Absolutely. Even if we have nothing but the highest praise for John Carpenter and Kurt Russell themselves, like, I don't, I don't know who the, you know, some... Yeah, like I a, don't know. A zillion people work for Stan Winston, and he worked in every movie in Hollywood for like twenty five years. And I guarantee some of those people were bad, and they created the best special effects of all time. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. are we gonna like not watch Terminator because of some person we're not totally sure like was a horrible person that we could like confirm? But like now we just don't watch Terminator. I, I where yes, just like you said, where is it? Where do you draw the line and why? And I mean, also, then you have to, if, if you're going to do anything in the world at all, you should know why you're doing it. And then you should probably have a reason and then a thoughtful logic about the whole thing. Uh, and when it comes to something like that, like, there's a difference. Be- I'll, I'll, I'll make it clear here exactly where we stand, I'm pretty sure. Um, there's a difference between watching a Roman Polanski film or like saying this Roman Polanski film is the greatest thing ever created. There's also a difference between saying Roman Polanski is my favorite director. There's also a difference between saying that, uh, like, uh, you know, a guy who worked at Stan Winston studio was a bad guy and he worked on Terminator and, you know, like uh, the, and, and every single one of these are individual cases. And all also, I guarantee these are real at some level for some film or for some piece of media that you at home enjoy mm-hmm. i mean i yeah no, well i think right like be, well because it's like if we're gonna uh, am i gonna go out of my way to watch roman polanski films probably not anymore no right and i wouldn't listen to an r kelly song out of the out of my way like right um but if it was on in a restaurant uh, i'm not gonna leave and and what can i do that everyone still likes michael jackson right you know, like, yeah. still gets played at weddings and shit. You know, like, yeah, exactly. you can go, like, you can go into, like, Target. They're playing Michael Jackson. Yeah, it's right? not, like, it, not on my playlists, but uh, I don't know. I'm not going to, like, cut off. Somehow I always bop when, like, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough comes I know. on. You know, uh, I know. like, because you just can't help it. I, if you could see my Spotify or Apple Music history, you'd know that I'm listening to certain songs from his first album, but that's just how it happens. And I'm not a criminal, and I'm not a terrible person for doing that. And I, I, I don't think that anyone should feel that way. And I know that people definitely take it way too seriously. Um, just look online. <laughs> but you want to be respectful to everyone that you need to be, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it so goddamn difficult. I don't know. Well, and, I, and 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 then I think we're that requires us to like know way too much information. Well, it requires everyone to think about everything as much as we have, at least, right. which is fucking impossible and drives uh, and like, insane. And like, but like, no one should. We should. No, we like, should right? not like, have done this. But well, in the sense, no, in the conversation, it's wonderful. But mm-hmm. like, in the sense that we shouldn't have thought of it in the first place. We shouldn't have had to. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think there's there's also this aspect where it's like. Uh, well, it's none of my business. Yeah. Right. Like, not really. It doesn't really involve me. Um. Uh, for example, none of, while none of my trans friends and acquaintances have explicitly said, "Don't buy the game." Uh, I also haven't heard anybody be like. Oh, if you, I don't know, like kind of in either direction. I haven't heard anybody actually say like, oh, I can't wait to buy it. 
I've... or like like I haven't even like in my actual life like when I go out in the world I don't know that anyone's even brought it up you no. know like it and that's what's like kind of interesting right it, it goes back to like who is having this conversation about this and when and where and how and how how big is it and like what what are the actual steps I'm doing to help my community instead I, I don't know I feel like I continue to get kind of stuck on this where it's like this part of the internet that isn't real life like it's not just like like I feel like there was this like def like not defense uh this like um statement I saw which is like well why would anyone even want to play the game I'm like well who cares if someone wants to play, play the game I think it's still kind of ridiculous to be like I don't know offended that someone wants to play the game yeah yes like I'm not going to be offended that you went to go see Avatar I mean I went to go see Avatar who cares yeah you know like that's not I feel like that's not going to be the thing that determines liberation from colonialism or not just like i don't think that like stopping the usage of plastic bags is or it's not going to be the tipping point in our climate emergency i think there's like bigger fish to fry you know yeah, like big ones something about that like it's distracting from the real thing again you know like yes then that happens very very frequently and more frequently in in well i don't want to put like a timeline on it but as time goes on it seems to happen more frequently where um things that would solve a problem along the way uh but is a smaller solution to the problem than the bigger more obvious ones that we could easily <laughs> accomplish distract from those larger easier solutions because the smaller ones are easier to make cases about, probably against, um, well, for and against is enough. But if you create, you can get uh, the discussion on a certain topic and can, can get magnetically stuck on a certain thing, overlooking the more obvious solutions. But I mean, we can't control discourse, so. No, and you know, it's really funny. Um, I Right when you were saying that, I suddenly made the that connection to masks and like, good ventilate good indoor ventilation practices <laughs> please tell me <laughs> oh. well like it, well just like the gas stove thing yeah right like um you know you have all these like like people are like really mad about masks because it was like a symbol and it was like yeah i just don't want the flu right like, 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 I just don't want poison. Like, like, what, what is so hard about this? You know, like, I want to keep the things that aren't great outside. That's all, you know. Yeah, that's all. It's like, pretty basic. Um, it's the same way I, I cover my elbow when I sneeze. That's as a courtesy to, to everyone around us. And that's now right. I'm like, oh, that's kind of gross too, though, because now I just have all this fucking goo on the inside of my elbow. Like, is that what I'm doing? I mean, that's like, not what I'm doing. As we no, became... no, 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 we are not. No, we are not going to be saving our boogers in the fucking crook of our elbow. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to use tissues and masks like civilized people. But you see, I read this evolutionary biology book that says our arms were evolved in order to hold the boogers on them. And that's, see, that's, like, that's how we have yeah, to live. Exactly paleo booger yeah, that's how our arm the inside of our arm is like this because of the <laughs> elbow booger stretch. and raw yeah. meat and milk let's go see when we had more hair there this all made sense but uh, i'll let you read the book 
you know. <laughs> boogers, the secret. Yeah, no, yeah, the secret of boogers. Of yeah, no, we have to go like, oh, only like pussies fucking use a neti pot. I fucking let my fucking sinuses do what they want, you know, a healthy sinus. The forearm is a healthy part of your functioning sinus, okay? Only soy boys ever fucking get, like, <laughs> only have to see the ophthalmala throat a gala. I'm making my, I'm taking my, all my business long sleeves and cutting out an oval along the forearm so I can get direct skin contact to my nostrils. You know, that's like why ear, nose, and throat doctors yeah. are called ear, nose, and throat <laughs> doctors. It's because, like, their actual name yeah. is like, <laughs> They resent being called ENTs. Yeah, they do. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Hey, they're Maybe. like, hey, I worked for the name that's like 25 characters long. You can call me that thing, whatever. Otolaryngologist. <laughs> I worked for the thing that even I can't say, all right? Say it. Yeah, right. Try to say it. I worked all those years. I got all those letters. Now you're gonna see, you're gonna know what I'm, I am. Uh, so <laughs> like they could have called themselves the hearing talking doctors. Like, oh, I need that. Oh, the the sensor, the main sensory doctors or something. Yeah, I'm like, like the, the. These are all kind of like kind of very precious items. I'm the sensorium I doctor. I to take care of very good. You know, <laughs> can't keep track of the sensorium. All everything that everything, <laughs> everything that's happening between the ears. Oh god, let that ear, nose, and throat doctor do. <laughs> oh man, that's like three jokes. That's like three yeah, jokes. No, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> what that odolaryngologist oh, do? <laughs> you just need to tweet that out right now. You can just, <laughs> yeah, no. you can just take I'm credit a... for that one. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ! If I saw that as a tweet in my timeline, I would fucking die. So I know that would work. Damn! Holy shit! <laughs> Ooh, that was great. I love that. So no, I'm doing great. <clears throat> everyone thriving. at home, everyone at home, I just want you to know that we bring you a high quality show, and that um, know that we think in tweets. Apparently, because <laughs> that's all it takes. Ooh. So. Yeah. Was there another news story from Santa Fe that you would like to report oh, let on? Let me see. Let me see. I know there is at least one. Why do some dogs obsess over playing fetch? Why do some Hold dogs? Hold on, I need. I I may I may need to refill my 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 please my my kombucha or some such yes. thing. Yes, I'm also gonna get up. I, I just read the first one, two, three, four, five uh -huh. words, uh -huh. and this has started in a very unexpected place. Let me just say, okay, BRB. Okay, I'll be right back. There's music playing right now, everyone.
Welcome back. About like three minutes ago, I came back and realized that my mic was on while I was doing a voice to text transcription okay. for work. If you can just go back and make sure you just cut it out. Oh, absolutely. You can leave in me telling you to cut it out because that's meta. Okay. But no, no worries. And and Kathy, I I I I the last time I took Spanish, I was fourteen, I think. So don't worry, I won't know what you're saying. Yeah, nonetheless, you know. Yes, absolutely. I will honor the code. My comrades are all dead and my enemies are in power type of thing, you know. <laughs> I love it. Uh, where there was, uh, there was one story that you brought up a moment ago. Mm-hmm. Not the dog one? Well, no. That's actually the... Now that I'm thinking of the dog one. If you... It, it, is the dog... You said you were surprised by the dog one. Was the surprise uh, because it was like a, we a can, sad... We can keep it going. dog story? Okay. Uh, just... just okay. You'll, we'll save it for we'll the end. It. How about that? Okay. But there was another story that was really interesting to me. That mm -hmm. was about um, something happening with, with the, the, the council there. What, what's, what's going on with that? Okay. So... Uh, so I, I work, uh, just kind of generally speaking, I work in policy and policy research. And um, 
So in particular, I've been focused on housing and affordable housing in particular. And so I'm always kind of paying attention in particular to a few different spots, specifically where there's affordable housing to like know what's going on. Timelines for development, process of availability, who's involved, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, things like that, right? So yeah. it's really fun. It's about, this is about like 5% of the work I actually do. But yeah. what it basically means is I read the paper. Is that's really what it means is I just have to watch and read what the Santa wow. Fe New Mexican is doing and if I do pay attention to that then I know like oh what made a little splash at the city council like you just have to read the paper this is like this isn't like some kind of like very difficult like informational gathering <laughs> I'm gonna write this yeah, down like, as a goal for my life okay no college education <laughs> yeah but don't need it get a job for reading the newspaper okay no, this is, I mean, this is really it. Like, I mean, I feel like whenever I, like, what I folks want. are like, oh, you're, you're like in data and like, you, you, you push government to do shit. Like, you must be doing like high, like, they think it's like everything is like the fucking, I don't know, the West Wing or something, you know, that there's like more intrigue to it than there actually is. And it's like, nah, you just got to read the paper. That's it. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, sometimes I just go back and watch a public meeting on YouTube two or three days after the fact. It's fine. Government moves slowly. I'm not too worried here. Like, and maybe not like everyone... I'm not doing anything crazy is what I'm saying. Yeah, and maybe, maybe not everyone knows this at home, but I'll just repeat it here for the, for the record just to add to why I'm smiling and, and laughing at this. I basically, uh, I get like four or five newspapers every day and I read most of them, you know, kind of ish, every every day, and uh, and I do it for fun. So imagine, <laughs> imagine my expression. No, but yeah, I, I get paid to do it. <laughs> yeah, get paid to do it. And you don't even have to pay for the newspapers, do you? I, I mean, no, I, I, it's like it's like we like we have a work account, and I like if I want to read a different newspaper, I just have to go to to like the 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 right department area and go like, hey, can you? Can you make an account, like a staff account for us to the New York Times, the the Nation, name it, whatever. Like if yeah. I could probably even say something ridiculous like maximum rock and roll. And they're like, yeah, OK, sure. Because that means you'll fucking sit here during lunch and read it, right? Whatever, who cares, <laughs> hang out. Like yeah. we can all drink coffee together. Uh, I watch a movie just take a break together and then be like oh yeah no it's cool so you know whatever like it doesn't matter I guess maybe but like uh all that said yeah I part of it is I just like I I also like to read the paper right so uh yeah yeah, so um I feel like uh it's kind of nice that that's one of my like essentially one of my job description line items is read the paper like and it's, it doesn't say read the paper right it says but, like know that shit's going on <laughs> like you know stay current with current that, events that's gotcha it. click that's, that's you know it. yeah <laughs> click gotcha you know um so personally i love it um but yeah so uh in one of the it in it, it, I have like essentially like a bucket of things that I pay attention to that is yes. like actually required for the work I do. Yeah, that makes and then sense. there's like the entire universe of the entire rest of the paper, and that's where this story comes from. Like while it 
tangentially is related to the work I do. It isn't really like this in particular is talking about a development in a more posh part of town that has a bunch of open lots on it basically because it's a more posh part of town and Mm -hmm. people have um i guess owned this empty lot in this posh part of town for like since the 1960s and finally the the estate of the parcel owners have decided to develop on it but they're a private developer um so as long as they meet the minimum requirements of the law the city can't really tell them no Right. It just has to fall within whatever established building guidelines of that area are. Um, And then that then then that person's going to do whatever the fuck they want with it. It's their land. Right. So uh, I I don't totally agree with that. I'm a big believer in the abolishment of private property as a concept. But that's that's neither here nor there during this story, you know. Um, And. so the city council has been talking about it for some time and this this most recent meeting i had to be there for a totally unrelated matter and actually related to my job and and i I just was sitting there yeah i was just sitting there going like oh like fireworks are i'm like i'm just here for this i'm here for agenda item 5b you guys are gonna be on like agenda item like 19c like or something i'm like like i can't wait to get the fuck out of here The uh, I, I watched a little bit of the goings on and man, a little bit. How many hours did you watch? Three, I understand it was like... three plus hours. Let's say I watched it from I... when the, they started talking. Well, I, I skimmed the first hour and a half and I realized that they weren't even really getting to the part that either you yeah, the good part, or anything yeah. that would have been relevant to me would have been on there. So then uh, I got to the later parts and then man that was incredible i watched the start to finish so many cast of characters you have so many different people and i won't name names of course but man like if you an outside observer were to watch not this but a city council meeting it had everything that you would have wanted to see you have people getting rowdy you got people getting tired and, and cranky you got people getting hungry and seemingly like you got people shouting from the gallery you got people people who had, clearly it was their first city council meeting like do not know that if they're on agenda item 19c that they are literally going to be there until like at least 10 p.m right like i know this as someone who has frequently frequently may i add frequently participated i've lived here in santa fe for a very short period of time and yet feel like i have spent more time in city council than many of these like 20 quote unquote 20 year residents have ever been some of them it's like clearly like they don't even they go up to like the mayor and they're like your honor i'm like where the fuck are no yeah even hey (laughs) even i'm i'm a person who says like uh ma'am and sir because where i'm from basically but like uh uh i'm not no, I, I but it's good. I didn't I say mean, Mayor Gonzalez. I didn't say like, oh, Mayor Gonzalez, sir. I'm so happy to meet you. You're an incredible man, and and I'm gonna like. But I could see people saying that for sure at this city council. It would be appropriate with their tone. Well, actually, no, they'd be like, fuck you, probably. But, <laughs> uh, anyway, he was an interesting guy. I, I got to see three hours of the mayor at work. He was quite a um, quite. It was just like, you know, he has a... Re- Does he have a law background? 
Who, the mayor? Yeah. No, our mayor, no. No, he has a tech background. He oh. has a, um, I guess I'll say like a writing background. He, um, hmm. our mayor was oh, one a... of the co-founders of uh, Fast Company magazine. Okay. Which uh, people of a certain age may recognize has some name recognition akin to Wired, if you were of that era. Fast okay. Company really focused on like, it was like Macworld. You know? Okay. <laughs> like, you know, but it was like Wired too, where it was like, oh, look, like up and coming Silicon Valley bullshit, and Google Glass. And, okay. You know, well, if whatever. He was a, if he was a writer, then that makes sense. He has a real command of language, I noticed. Well, the reason I asked if he was a lawyer is because the word, his word choice is very... Uh, yeah, he knows how to use that. So, and 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 also with people who are being ornery, he knew how to handle that. So I don't know where that maybe just running a company, but uh, funny. That was it was an interesting uh, scenario there to see play out in real life. And I won't uh, spoil it for anyone at home because there's nothing really to spoil. But I will say that it ran <laughs> until my like one thirty in the morning, which I can't even imagine city council running until like ten o'clock here. Unless something was insanely wild happening. So was... now, mind you, they have a time limit now. You, see, you may have noticed that every person only got like two minutes to speak. Yeah. That used to not be the case. Oh. There, there did not used to be an actual time limit. You would go up and like say your piece until you were done. The thing is, is that. While, like, I would say, like, 80% of people would still adhere, like, organically to the two-minute rule, like, by, like, custom, because they were, I don't know, neighborly, then 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 there were the people who were like, cool, I'm gonna just come in here and fucking say whatever the fuck I want, talk to you like you're my servant. Which, you know, fine, I'm not really that mad to, to, you know, but, you know, it's just, it's not productive, really. Like, you know, yeah. if it's like, well, no, but we're actually like, this isn't like just the grievance process. This is like, yes. okay, so what are we going to fucking do? Right? Like, um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like a lot of people take city government as a place to like, just like, let's just go yell at them. And I'm like, look, yes. that feels great. But like, we have like actual problems to solve. Like potholes are real. This isn't like uh, evictions are real. Houselessness is real. Like, but like, and, and but so is the accessibility of the sidewalks. Right. <clears throat> but I'm not here to just be mad that like, oh, you're just mad that like new apartments are being built. Really? Yes. Like we have better it, again, it's like this distraction. We have better things to do. We actually have work to do as a community, and that ain't it. Just like the fucking Harry Potter game. Like, that ain't it. That's not where the work needs yeah. to be done. The, the, and that's not going to be the tipping point either. Right. The, the mayor and the city attorney were really good at uh, trying to teach that man that he was being extremely racist over and over again. <laughs> One guy, and he just couldn't figure out that they were saying that to him. And that was incredible. I love that. <laughs> um that was great uh you don't see those kinds of successes happen that often in uh, a city council meeting that's all i'm gonna say man it's just it, it's so entertaining <laughs> that's it's why so i was so glued to it i couldn't look away i, I can't and this is what i mean about like what is it the reality of reality television that we enjoy because i enjoy watching city council i think more than i enjoy like American Gladiator. 
I enjoy it more than um, those like, like in all of those in that genre, right? Like um, the, the like a wipeout type of, oh, look, people are running through an obstacle course type of shit. Like, no, I can watch all that shit. That shit's great. Makes for great TV. Someone gets pelted with like a fucking ball. It's great, right? Like, yeah. I'd still rather watch a <clears throat> random city council. Mio, maybe there's room for that for us to watch like a, you know, one that's like a, a couple hours that we could like see like a whole meeting for a small town in like the length of an episode. And we could kind of like just sit in on it like a recording of one or something. Yeah, that would be mm-hmm. good. Like a, a random small town in the middle of nowhere that we're completely disconnected from. I think that would be, we'll, 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 be we'll, we'll do that. Mental note mm-hmm. and literal note. <laughs> I, I'm writing it. Um, I, Listeners, if you yes. live somewhere, anywhere, doesn't matter where. Do, do you live somewhere, listener at home? You may not. You, you may be, you know, uh, on the, on the <laughs> lamp, passport list. Another dimension. Off grid. I don't know. Between I, realms. You know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I'm not, you know. I'm not here to question that. <laughs> or judge it, for that matter. Yeah. So if you live somewhere that has a city council, because again, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. You know? Maybe you just, you know, you're at sea. <laughs> maybe you're a sovereign citizen. You recognize <laughs> no gods, no master. My, my food are on, my feet, my, my feet are on this ground. It's mine. It's my soil. That's right. That's right. This um, is my, my the, the earthworms and this under my feet. You won't too. find them in Colorado. You know, I, I'm not here trying to alienate our Colorado listeners. <laughs> Contrary to what Brian may be trying to do, you are welcome here. That's true. <laughs> there we are. That's true. It's like literally the only place you might find like an actual old prospector in like a filthy, grimy, like onesie thing <laughs> that is what i'm doing it is it is really it's a prospector who's who's living in today's world yeah he's like rip van winkle this <laughs> person here and he has all this land because he never got to sell it because he's been asleep the whole time like in reality it's like some <laughs> weird chud with a truck but yes. the person i'm imagining and that you're imagining yes. which is the person this message is really for is yes. that old prospector it guy in a, it is true in a grimy onesie thing whatever it, those to, are called yes to be clear my comments are addressed Murphy to a cartoon suits or character suits. i don't know what they're called yeah you're you're foghorn leghorn right now <laughs> yes after a 26 year hiatus Domino's has recently resurrected an old mascot called the noid <laughs> Oh my god, you told me about this and this was... A strange little man who wears a red bodysuit with rabbit ears. The Noid has one goal, prevent people from enjoying pizza at all costs. You may say that he may be leaving you annoyed. For those of you who have no idea who the Noid is, you can watch the clip below to see him in action in full 80s uh, claymation glory, complete with the signature mantra, Avoid the Noid. I will play this right now. Have you ever been frustrated because the Noid ruined your pizza? The Noid loves to ruin pizza. Whole Domino's pizza. We avoid the Noid. 
Yeah, for everyone at home, the Noid was a, a cartoon character concept, which you can go look up. Uh, basically, uh, there was a series of whimsical commercials where a claymation Noid creature would uh, somehow try to destroy your pizza, make it cold, uh, destroy it with uh, jackhammers, etc. As you may have, you know, when your pizza's on the way to your house, it may get hit with jackhammers. That is a traditional uh, pizza foible. Um, mm-hmm. But the real story of the Noid uh, that I am copying the body text of with my mouth through this audio medium, creating a new art format out of it. This is um, performative art. This is technically parody, what I'm doing right now, to read this body text into our copyrighted um, audio uh, file. Brand representatives say that the brand retired the Noid in 1995 to make room for mascots Donnie and Little Domino. Hmm. Behind the scenes, however, there was more going on. And this is Which, by to. the way, I like have no recollection of. No. Very... Uh, very ineffective ad campaign, if I do say so. Yes, and I remember the Noid very strongly because I remember as a kid playing over and over again. Even the the brand was uh, big enough at the time that there was you know uh, merchandise and, and T-shirts, but also even like a, a Nintendo game that I used to play all the time. Um, let me continue. The Noid became first the subject of controversy in 1989 when a man from Georgia named Kenneth Noid took the mascot as a personal insult. Kenneth Noid went to a Domino's and held two employees at gunpoint in a standoff that lasted for hours. Fortunately, the incident that day ended without any fatalities or injuries. But Noid's issues were not over. Though Kenneth Noid was charged with kidnapping and assault, he was found guilty on the basis of insanity and placed in an institution. Seven years later, in 1995... Noid unfortunately committed suicide. They didn't put unfortunately in there. I had that as an editorialized because this is, you know, this is an article written for like a blog, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, given the tragic incidents associated with the Noid mascot, it's understandable that the return of the Noid can be undertaken with some degree of trepidation. So that's how that article is going on. They don't go into the whole thing here, but basically, yeah, it's, 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 there's also a court case involved, I believe, where he may have sued the Domino's company at some point before this, but either way. Uh, yeah, the, the, that situation, that man's last name and everything ended up taking away any ability that Domino's, I mean, pretty much, what were they going to say uh, to use that? But at, for a time there, I mean, he was like, you know, uh, right next to Mario in terms of like, oh, we have, you know, like, uh, or the Ninja Turtles. I mean, this was like an early 90s brand thing that was like all over the place people mm-hmm. would parody him this was a thing i wouldn't be surprised if snl at some point uttered the words the noid somewhere that's the kind of thing that it was the noid was probably played by <laughs> i'm trying to think of the best option carrot top yeah carrot top yeah he was a guest <laughs> that's a great anyway he was the voice of the Noid. Hey, harrowing story for everyone involved, I'm sure. But here we are today. They're bringing the Noid back, everyone, for their electric vehicle offerings, their electric automated vehicle offerings. That's I, I don't like any of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I just, yeah, yeah, it's too weird. I think we should kick over the robots if we see them. Yes. That's what I'm going to do. That's the next step. Mm-hmm. So somehow find a way to like boot, boot the robot. Desperately scroll. Or, or like how to like yeah or like um, uh, have you ever seen that Tesla in a salt circle thing? No, does it like not know what to do? 
Yeah. So like, um, it, it was like an art project, or somebody was fucking around, but they like took a Tesla and it, and and they. It was like you know, like a salt circle is meant to like you know ward off evil and yes. shit like that, right? Yeah. And so, but they they exploited the fact that like the Tesla thinks it's surrounding by surrounded by a lane that it can't merge out of. Right, because it's an unbroken white line, right? So, it, so you can't merge over, you know, like according to the rules of the road, like you can if it's a broken, it's a pass line, right? Like you can pass, but oh if God. it's even, if it's a solid white, you you have to stay in that lane. That's the rules of the road, right? Yeah. So they exploited that, drew a salt circle around the Tesla, and it couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> the best thing would be to do too is if it does that, like yeah. Oh my god, you could really mess with people that I mean honestly, even if you did the um if you just put the salt behind their car in a parking spot, the camera would probably not back up through the parking spot if they did that like auto recall thing where it like backs up and like you know pulls out and opens the door and all that shit for you. Um you used to see people do that. Actually, the only time I ever saw people do that was at the the Whole Foods there in Santa Fe. Fucking car backing up, open the door. What fuck you. Uh, I'm looking at uh, everything. I'm looking at the cover of the New York Post featuring that story. Scrolling. Oh, up we sure that. did. I'm looking at. Uh, oh, um, <laughs> I did hear the mayor say uh, uh, reality therapy, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, I'll pull that back eventually. Uh, let's see. We discussed bullet ball. I will. I do have yes. a mission. I have a new mission. A side project involving bullet ball and uh, and and civic auditorium or mm-hmm. <laughs> civic mm-hmm. audiences. Uh, let's see, let's see. Hmm, what else? Hmm, there was a lot of things online this week, and I don't know what anyone expects that to mean out of context, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find a couple of them here. Oh, shoot. And I watched a lot of stuff, too. But I'm trying to see what we should come up with first. I mean, I've only been on my Law & Order kick. Here we go. I'm, I made it all through season one, which features a young Philip Seymour Hoffman. I really encourage everyone to get on that. Okay. Wow really yeah and like so like it's nice because there's so many like actors but philip seymour hoffman really that's crazy yeah he was in the episode with samuel l jackson too holy shit wow Mm -hmm. well that means that we need to get on law and order and then 25 years we'll be set as lifelong actors i have to grab this snack hold on I'm going to go ahead and play uh, this video clip. (sighs) Users at home. I was recently sitting, and I'm going to turn the microphone. I want Kathy to be able to hear this. I might even actually, well, what would be the best way to do this? Audio out of here. That would be there. Then you can hear it. This was something amusing that I was thinking of recently about pattern recognition, human pattern recognition, which I think it was episode 204, wasn't it? 204. 
90s commercial, 90s commercial. I have a bit of a brain teaser for you and everyone at home just to make us both think and not think. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're crazy. That's what I'm saying. And this should amuse you. Okay, it was 90s commercial vault. I just watched it because it came up randomly. That's, that's what makes this so fascinating to me. Oh, 438 volumes, huh? You're really going to make me... Okay, hold on. Wow. You can listen to this uh, Zelda commercial. Real quick. It's, uh, it's Paul. I think it's Paul Rudd, everyone at home. You can't see him, but that's Paul Rudd. In the 90s. Okay. There we go. Two o four. Two o three. Two o three and two o four. So here, okay. this will be um, just a few minutes of uh, television commercials that I can remember with almost one hundred percent recall. But that's not actually why I'm bringing this up. My buddy. Yes. Kathy has a snack to enjoy while we do this. I'm trying not to crunch into the microphone. Oh, no, it's fine. I'm just letting everyone know <laughs> you didn't, like, disappear or something. <laughs> <laughs> Your body, you said? The advertisement for a doll companion called my buddy yes have you seen that do you know about it did i, I ever... can recall that one. Oh, like I, like speaking of I commercials share the, with oh, that the reason the, it's funny that you brought that up because i once uh, shared that on twitter and it was like uh it, people were i think a little freaked out about it. i remember that too yes i had one i had one indeed uh it looked just like me which is really weird Just think about this. I just want everyone at home to think about this. I'm going to take a second. Wow, you are really the Chucky doll. Wow. Everyone at home, if you want a picture of me at a young age, just look at the My Buddy doll and imagine that's just that was just me, basically, as a child. And imagine the child that you would give the My Buddy doll to. I was also that child. Now we will continue with these television commercials that I remember with 100% recall. Oh, and Kathy, also, I should, uh, what the fuck am I doing? I need you to be able to know what the f you're looking at. So let me go ahead and uh, give you that. And by the way, for everyone at home, if you're wondering about the king cake, it came out wonderfully. It came out perfect. It looked like it was supposed to. And uh, it looked, um, it was quite impressive for someone who had never made one before. That's, that's awesome. That photo of the mix, you can buy it online. In cool. fact, um, I also went into my local world market slash uh, like Ross or whatever. The, they're all like a conglomerate. The world market had boxes of it. So like, I feel like you can just find it. Okay, cool. 
I was in that's the, globalism for you. That's globalism for you. I was in the I was in the world market just not three weeks ago. I bought some Pocky and some of those Japanese Kit Kats that are really good. You got to get those. That's basically now that I know that there's like international candy in there, which I wasn't actually aware of before. I mean, I, I'd take a side trip just to pop in there for that. That's fun. Oh yeah, so I should probably count down, right? I'm ready to go. Yeah. Okay. One, two, here we go. What's with a bib? Is that a bib? It's a napkin. Looks like a bib. No, you know, I don't want to get stuff all over me. Well, then why'd you get that Western Whopper? I mean, it's got bacon, cheddar, barbecue sauce. Because I refuse to live my life in fear. But you live your life in a bib. It's not a bib. It's not a bib. The flame broiled Whopper, now with cheddar cheese. 1995 for everyone at home. Sauce. So the yes, they're definitely Whopper going for, for like a Seinfeld kind of like, See? you know. Works. This guy's basically That's doing breakfast. George Costanza. <laughs> You know, now if we're going to talk about reality television, we should talk about commercials every once in a while, so. Okay. I need to process that commercial. You want to pause? Yeah, before we go into the, uh, the, uh, the Burger King one. Okay, okay. So are you saying that that first one was the one you remember or no, that the one you I remember is in the super cut? Okay. It's in the, what I remember. Okay. Most of these commercials I actually remembered, including the one that's from the thumbnail, but the Burger King commercial, I absolutely remember. And I remember eating that, that burger, but I remember this commercial specifically because of the just, okay. Yes. I just want to make sure. Okay. Let me go back to, but, uh, okay. Continue. But yes. let me, let me find out. Uh, here's the, let me see. Here we go. Yeah, so that's going to have that one. This is the video I'm thinking of. And then the next one is also very interesting, too. But it's mostly about how I will say this. I am looking at this. It was randomly chosen, and it was put in front of me. And I thought to myself, when we hit around 8 minutes 55 seconds, Kathy, you may think okay. to yourself, this Brian is, is making his point. Well, because right now I'm on the eyewear one. Okay, so let me let me let it go on the eyewear here. I'm letting it go. I, I'm gonna here. Mm-hmm. We're gonna sync up. Should we start it at Raisin Bran? Let's start it at Raisin Bran. Okay, perfect. Okay, uh, Aaron's. There we go. Yeah. Okay, I'm rolling in hundred dollar bills. Okay, Raisin Bran. Uh, well, there's also there's something about daytime talk in here as well, which I thought was pretty good too. There's two back to back daytime talk commercials that are competing. Okay. Um, okay, we'll go to the end. We'll go to the end. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Hit press play. Because <laughs> they're dog. Hold on. My dog who never barks is barking. No, please investigate. I don't want you murdered by the scream guy. You mean Harvey Weinstein? Or Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep crunching into the microphone. 
you're allowed to crunch. That's fine. <laughs> there is no one there. Okay. So I'm at uh, I'm at there's a there's a show here called Alien Autopsy Factor Fiction. Um Okay, minute second. Two seventeen. That's not actually what I was talking about, but it's funny. Uh let's okay, see. Okay, no, so no, 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 do no, you no, want no. me to go to two seventeen? Well so there was just it was just a fun experience to go through this whole thing, but let's see let's see this. Uh, here's where Okay, so tell me where to start. Yes, I'm getting there. Here we go. <laughs> And let's go to 8.40, and, and you'll see why. 8.40, yes. okay. 8.40. Let me go to, over to 8.40. Oh, 8.35. 38. Okay. Okay. Play. And you'll see, it's the it's the one after this. I'm just giving us a little bit of buffer. Okay, go for it. my real and Stacy coming this fall to Fox. Kathy. That's Herschel Walker. I didn't know who that motherfucker was until like, you know, two months ago or whatever. But wow, I didn't realize wow. that he was like, you know, like a spokesperson as yeah. well during his during his football career. Yeah, not just like a football player. I didn't know that. And then also, um, on the next episode here, anyway. On two, there was a commercial that just ran, and I swear I read this news. Um, well, I'll get to my point uh, in, in the next one here, uh, and, I, and I think maybe Kathy already gets what I'm trying to say here. But uh, two oh five. For years, people have done their thinking. And I'll give you an exact timestamp to the thing, so we're not messing around here. Okay. Okay. Two oh three. Maybe it's this one. Hold on. Hold on. Either way, I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm looking, scanning. Yes, I watched this one just a little bit ago. Scanning. Here's the Bowflex commercial. That's not good. Whoa. Mm -hmm. We may have uh, people at home today. I'll just go ahead and, re as I'm scanning, fill the air with my voice. I was reading about a celebrity who has passed. Oh, yeah. Kathy may already know who I'm talking about. She was featured in a commercial that came up literally about five minutes after I found out about it. And I was like completely blown away. And so I was just trying to see that commercial and have the audio. Anyway, <laughs> I'm failing to make my point there. Anyway. But you're referring to Lisa I'm referring Marie to Lisa, Lisa Marie Presley. So for everyone at home, I can't find it right now, but somewhere in these two videos here, it, it was in there. Um, and so I was watching, I was reading the, the, the news, I was getting ready, I found out that information that Lisa Marie Presley had passed away at 54 years old. And then not five minutes later, a random YouTube video, which wasn't even why I went to YouTube, this is like the second autoplay came up and it was like her in like a commercial. And they were talking about how she was going to be on a talk show. And I was just like, like, I know that like the YouTube algorithm does use its uh, text, like it can decipher all voices within video and turn into text and it can use those now as keywords to, with the algorithm to deliver relevant content. But this wasn't that case. This was a secondary, this was a video that was playing in sequence after a video that had been randomly selected. So this wasn't even the video that was connected to the material that I was looking at. 
And in fact, the video I was watching before was completely unrelated. This was just a random video, like from my, you know, subscriptions that I watch, because I'm, because <laughs> I watch hours of uh, '80s and '90s commercials. And what I was thinking to myself was, one could be led to go on a whole diatribe about this, much like I am now. And that is exactly the point, because I feel like uh, when one sees patterns in things, you are strongly attracted to make connections with things. And as much as it is a coincidence that I saw something and within five minutes some, saw something about someone famous and notable about their life happening, and then five minutes later saw a commercial from back in time talking about them as if it was then and seeing that now, I mean... Uh, and, you know, there's all kinds of, I don't know, what is it, like the, the synchronicity, I guess is technically the word for it. The human brain works in such fascinating ways that just seeing that compelled me to think about this. And then I was thinking, well, it's silly that I would say that. So I thought, why not talk about just how the human brain works and makes you think of those coincidences and want to share them, you know? How well, silly I feel like that also happens all the time, right? Like, oh, I, I mean... I don't, I don't, again, I, I'm not trying to say that I believe in all of these crazy superstitions or whatever. I, I just understand that the world is, uh, you know, there's more on heaven and earth, Correct. <laughs> the, the, you know, than is dreamt of in our philosophies, you know? So, uh, but there's always that like, oh, I was just thinking about a friend and they just texted I mean, this is this is this literally happened to me just the other day. I when city council canceled on me, I went and ran into people and we did a stop and chat. But these are people I was happy to see, you know, like, why would we have been thinking about each other? You yep. know, why would we be showing up at the exact same place at the exact same time? Was it like really is it really just because we're in a small town and there's only so many places to go? I mean, is that the answer? They were going to go somewhere else, but it was closed. Is that the you answer know? why uh, when I went on my first date in Santa Fe after ending a long-term relationship that her and I were going on a date in the same location at the same time? Yeah. Because that, you know, it seems like the most Santa Fe thing to happen, not just because it's a small, not because it's a small town, but because strange things seem to happen in that town. That's I yeah, I think it's because strange things. I, I don't think that it's just because, right? I mean, it'd be one thing if the only thing we had to choose from was the Applebee's and the chilies, you know, but that's not the case exactly. So I don't know. I'm just happy about it, you know, yeah. but it doesn't change the fact that I don't understand why that happens. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe that's just like, I don't know, them acknowledging that you acknowledge them. Yeah, I don't uh, seek the answer, but I, I love its I love thinking about it, you know? That's all. A fun, fascinating okay, so, brain. So, yes. I don't know how long we've been at this, but I'm getting... I have to, I have to yeah. start eating lunch. Yeah, we've no been taking uh, breaks here. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's just... Uh, and I've been enjoying this, I mean, as always, so... I think maybe we can learn a little bit from, again, from the Santa Fe New Mexican. Mm -hmm. Why do some dogs obsess over playing fetch? Okay. Uh, uh, dated. So if you can believe it, it says January 11th, 2023. And then it says updated 
15 hours ago. So, so <laughs> sometime after publication, some kind of edit and or correction must have been appended to why do some dogs obsess over playing fetch? That's only, it appears there is only one comment on this article. It's not enough. Just one, just got, just, well, you know where to go to make your voice heard. I the, gonna, I have to. the discus area of if you have a discus account is that what this is i'm sure i do let me yeah no. <laughs> let me seek this out uh let's see i think this is one i'm gonna pull this up. yeah if you link me to it i'm gonna leave a comment yeah i don't know it does have community guidelines though okay so <laughs> Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Let it rip. <laughs> In the 2004 movie Spanglish. Good start. Okay. <laughs> the new housekeeper, played by Paz Vega, is told never to throw a ball to the family's Labrador named Chum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, a good start. they heard the B word, the B-A-L-L -L word that. Oh, my God, that's right. <laughs> oh, they sure recognize that word. In the middle of the movie, while she's distracted taking English lessons, she forgets and inadvertently tosses Chum's favorite B-A-L-L -L into the next room. Kathy can see my dog right Yes, that's why I spelled out the B-A-L-L -L word, because there's no need to make those little creatures get the zoomies if we can avoid it before it's necessary. That's right, correct. It's bad. Especially when you have a 60-pound dog in a normal size house. Oh, man, you're going to like this next paragraph, yes. then. okay. Chaos ensues. Okay, literally chaos ensues is written yeah. as a yes. full chaos. sentence. Yeah, not my chaos dog barking ensues. in the background. <laughs> yes. Chum enthusiastically follows Vega around the house, knocking over furniture to get her to play fetch with him. He was relentless. Having grown up with German shepherds, mm. I am familiar with Chum's enthusiasm and Vega's frustration. We could not look at a ball, a stick, or a rock without igniting desire, mm -hmm. the desire to play fetch. Oh, yeah. We know that. Our dogs would bring whatever object caught their attention, mm -hmm. drop it at my feet, and occasionally a rock on my foot, and then stare at it and whine. <laughs> and come on, playing fetch a couple of times is fine, but our German shepherds wanted to play forever it would be getting dark or raining or i'd throw a stick into a lake or it was uh below zero and they still wanted me to toss said object and wait until they returned to repeat obsessed and then we came and then we come to our current dogs a great pyrenees and a chihuahua terrier they have no interest in fetch if i throw a ball and yell fetch they look at me with curiosity what is the human doing? It begs the question, why? Why do some dogs have a powerful drive to fetch while others are meh? 
To answer the question, we need to dive into the roots of the evolution of dog behavior. The chase behavior is probably ancient. Yeah. Oh, no shit. No, no, no. <laughs> Animals may have needed to chase things previous to man throwing balls, but we may never know. <laughs> we may never know. <laughs> the chase behavior is probably ancient, passed from hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of years of mammalian <laughs> predators and later wolves. On our walks, if Toby, our great Pyrenees, mm -hmm. just catches a glimpse of a rabbit, he bolts, often almost yanking my shoulder out of its joint if he's on a leash. You could say it seems <laughs> you could say the dog's giving him giving him a bit of the old Toby. You know what I mean? Any Lord of the Rings fans out there? You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, continue. See, I didn't know. It's a weed yeah. reference. It's a weed reference to Lord of the Rings. There you go. It Sorry. seems... In okay, hold on. Check out this sentence, okay? Yes. Check out what this guy is getting paid the big bucks for to write this here in the Santa Fe New Mexican slash news slash pause slash section. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to browse the rest of that fucking tree, by the way. Okay, so. It seems instinctive for a dog to chase prey. Seems like it. It seems instinctive. It only seems Returning the ball or rock, stick, or toy is interesting. So. Researchers theorize it mimics the behavior of wolves returning food to a den of puppies. Others suggest that when wolves began interacting with humans, one of the traits humans reinforced was when a proto-dog helped on hunts, for example, mm. retrieving game. Mm. Personally, I think our German shepherds just wanted to see who could outlast whom. They usually won. The point is that a lot of the retrieve or fetch behavior comes from deep in the evolutionary history of wolves. And then as dogs evolve, the animals' interactions with humans. But if all this is so, why does Toby just look puzzled when I throw a toy for him to fetch? Here we need to understand breeds and what is genetically inherited and what is environmental. How a dog is raised, treated, trained, and socialized. Okay, are you ready for this sentence? I am. In a study I've mentioned before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> parentheses. You can look it up. Ancestry inclusive dog genomics challenger challenges popular breed stereotypes by author Kathleen Morrill. Kathy, do you have a researchers, researchers compared DNA of over 2,000 dogs and survey results from over 16,000 dog owners. One key finding was to behave. Oh my God, I need to. I just remembered something else I need to show you. Okay, so we'll get there. We'll get, having, it is absolutely related to this. It also is absolutely related to this. And what I'm going to do in the meantime is I'm going to DM it to you while I finish. Because you can you can look at this thing I'm about to link you while I finish this story. Okay? Please enjoy. Okay. okay. 
Okay. One key finding was two behaviors that seemed the most heritable and less breed specific are human sociability and retrieving objects. This makes sense from a co-evolving with humans point of view. Proto dogs had to learn to be friendly and valuable. Toby apparently didn't get the memo, but to be fair, Toby's lineage, the last thousand years or so, wasn't selected for retrieving or playing fetch. Toby's ancestors were bred to work alone, protecting herds of sheep. Since breeds were officially established in Victorian England 160 years ago, dogs like Labs, German Shepherds, and Chum's ancestors, and others, have been selected and bred to retrieve. Thus, they have that strong drive to play fetch with their humans. The upshot of all this is that if you want a dog you can play fetch with, and be careful what you wish for, Picking the right broad breed of dog is essential. Many trainers will insist if you start with a puppy, you can train any dog to play fetch, but with some dogs, it will be more of an uphill battle. I broke. The last point I want, oops, hold on. He has the last word, hold on. The last point I want to make and that he's making, right? He just used the I in the writing. The last point I want to make is beyond the game of fetch or retrieving on a hunt, there is such variety of behaviors in our best friends. Like humans, no dog is alike. Each is unique. And I really don't care. Toby won't fetch. Well, you know, I, I, uh, I adopted a, a three-year-old dog from the kennel and I was like, oh, look, that's just a cute dog. And that's, that's the dog that broke home, took home. So I didn't follow, I didn't do the research on breeds and I also didn't tr get a puppy to train them, but dogs very well behave and lovely and, 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 and is very sweet. So, but I, I, I hear tell that they are man's best friend. They are man's best friend. And, uh, she does fetch. Um, she loves fetching. That's like her fave. Thing. And if you're outside and um, there's a rock, she's going to find it. She's going to bring it to you. She loves lava rocks, I think, because they look like the texture of um, a dog bones. I have a related story, uh, honestly, on my stack. It's in the top of the stack, totally. Um, Americans can't stop pampering their pets. Companies want in. Firms that cater to humans adapt their products to the animal world. Attention CEOs, if not enough people are using your product, maybe animals will. Have you seen the numbers? They're staggering, said Jenna Much, a vice president at portable ultrasound maker Butterfly Network Inc., referring to the brush of Americans who have bought, brought home pets since the pandemic began. About 23 million American households did, according to the American Society for the Preservation... Wait, no, not... You, know, you wouldn't want to preserve the cruelty. You want to prevent the cruelty. American Society mm. Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. <laughs> Spending to pamper them is one of the few areas the economy is managing to defy inflation and avoid a post-lockdown pullback. As a result, some companies that normally cater to humans are hightailing it to pets. Ms. Much heads commercial development for a newly created unit of her ultrasound company that sells scanners for animals. Adapting human products for animals can be complicated. There's the matter of the animal size. Also there, oh, and I have conveniently the second uh, section of the article here, Butterfly's ultrasound machines can scan things ranging from as small as the reproductive organs of tree frogs to chonky mammals. <laughs> We're getting downright pornographic here. 
including Did polar bear. Did they say chonky? Chonky. It's in there. Okay. The Wall it is part the, of the it's part of like the vocab now, right? Yeah, like the, the it's Wall just, Street Journal has used the word chonky. The Wall Street Journal can has cheeseburger. <laughs> it, they can has cheeseburger. Uh, we have to be very versatile, she said. Hilton Worldwide Holdings, Inc. is adding hundreds of hotels where animals can stay the night. It offers virtual pet expert teams to address health and behavior issues they might be having while traveling, teaming with Mars, Inc., the parent of a veterinary operator VCA and Pedigree Pet Foods, and also the number one sponsor of the uh, Santa Fe Opera. Snack bar maker Cliff Bar & Co. This past uh, well over $5 million in the last couple of years. The, this summer started selling a line of jerky treats for dogs. Global food giant Mondelez International took over Cliff in August. More pets growing demand for all natural food. Okay. It goes on and on. But uh, basically the idea is that um, if you don't like the processed food that Hormel makes, they will figure out a way to make it for your pup. And that is the future. So remember, when you're playing Fallout Real Life in 30 years from now, and you're opening up uh, the dog food can, don't be too worried. They used to make it for humans, and it's great. Soylent green for pets is made out of people. I have one more. Thank you. I have one. <laughs> that would be appropriate. Peter would approve. Um, <laughs> Unironically. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> Uh, one big thing that's, that's... Actually, they'd be mad we were still feeding them such unhealthy items. <laughs> that is true. Because we used to smoke cigarettes and we're gross. Uh, <laughs> see this? Big cat... Used uh, to. <laughs> exactly. <gasps> they banned big cat ownership in Florida. So that the whole thing that Carol Baskin wanted, done. Did it. Done. Oh, so check this out. Um, if you go to Twitter oh, right now and search Albuquerque Tiger... So apparently, we've already covered this in the show before too. I love this. We had the Bronx, we did. We had the Bronx Tiger named Ming. It was one of the episode titles, even. That's right. That was only well, a couple years. What? Yes, please. So apparently, a few months ago, um, uh, Albuquerque police responded to a robbery, uh-huh. and they found a gentleman who had been like shot and he was like i've been shot and they took all my shit and apparently some of the shit that they took included a tiger okay it's complicated heist you need some tools for that flash forward to like this past week uh-huh. albuquerque police have located a tiger However, they do not believe that it is the same tiger that went missing a few months ago as the tiger that went missing a few months ago would be considerably larger than this particular tiger, which is still pretty young, apparently. Wow. So someone narked so, out their tiger guy and wasn't the tiger. So Albuquerque PD is looking for tiger tips. That's not what they're calling them, but that's tiger, what I'm calling they're them. They're looking for tiger tips. Basically, they're, they're looking for anyone, if you've seen any uh, black and orange striped cats uh, with a long tail that they bounce on vertically. Uh, they get really excited uh, if they see any bears. Uh, yeah, and if you could with. call APD, that would be great. <laughs> Exactly. It's a hybrid. Actually, they're looking for a hybrid Tony the Tiger, t uh, Tigger the Tiger yeah. character. 
It's their child. They're seeking their child. They had a child together, and that's what they're looking for. If you see any cartoon, any cartoon characters out there at all, please inform the police. <laughs> Tony the Tigger is constantly jumping up and down in a freaking bowl of cornflakes or it's whatever true. they it's are. It's true. It's all the sugar. He gets extremely excited. He's just excited. making a mess. Yeah, he just... Yeah, they... Kathy. They didn't want to really raise him, so they just put him in front of the television watching advertisements and sugary cereal and, you know, now all of those tigers are in a tiger sanctuary. And, and, uh, and who puts those tigers in a tiger sanctuary? Lawyers. And Kathy, you and I once thought of becoming lawyers, and here's, here's an answer to... Uh, Tiger lawyers. Here's an answer to why we shouldn't have become lawyers. This is my final story. It's short. It's from the Thank New York. It's from the New York, <laughs> it's from the New York Post, January 6, 2023. I'm going to read this here. Rookie lands a bot case. First AI attorney. The world's first robot lawyer will take a case in court next month, according to its creators, with the artificial intelligence legal assistant helping a defendant fight a traffic ticket. The AI made by the startup Do Not Pay, will run on a smartphone and listen to court arguments in real time before telling the defendant what to say via headphones. The unprecedented hearing is slated to take place sometime next month, but Do Not Pay is not disclosing the location of the court or the name of the defendant. New Scientist magazine reported that the case is related to a speeding ticket. The defendant will only say what the AI tells them to, and should they lose, Do Not Pay has agreed to cover any fines, according to the company's founder and CEO, Joshua Browder. Browder, a Stanford University-educated computer scientist, launched Do Not Pay in 2015 as a chatbot that provided legal advice to consumers dealing with late fees or fines. But the company pivoted to AI in 2020. Browder said, it took a long time to train Do Not Pay's AI assistant on a wide array of case law and to ensure the app sticks to the truth. We're trying to minimize our legal liability, Browder told the new scientists as they just talked about their insurance policy. And it's not good if it actually twists facts and is too manipulative, they said uh, as they laughed after they finished that sentence. The AI was adjusted so it does not automatically react to everything it hears in court. Instead, it will listen in on the arguments and analyze them before instructing the defendant how to respond. Browder explained that his ultimate goal is to have his app replace some lawyers altogether in order to save defendants money. It's all about language, and that's what lawyers charge hundreds or thousands of dollars an hour to do, he said. There will still be a lot of good lawyers out there who may be arguing in the European Court of Human Rights, but a lot of lawyers are just charging way too much money to copy and paste documents I think will ultimately be replaced, and they should be replaced. Do Not Pay also promises to help users fight corporations, beat the bureaucracy, and sue anyone at the press of a button. According to Browder, the AI asks clients about their legal problem and then finds a loophole that it can turn into a legal letter. That's apparently what it already does. Bradford said in a promotional video that he got the idea after moving to the U.S. from his native U.K. to attend Stanford. Ooh, buddy. He accumulated <laughs> parking tickets. Stanford, a university of, of great uh, repute and morality. and, and no. He accumulated, he accumulated parking, parking tickets. That he could not See, afford what that means is pay. he was parking in the handicapped station. <laughs> totally. So, and he founded an AI company to have an AI get him out of trouble. That's what so that he can keep parking in the handicapped space. Yep. 
Uh, let's see. Because he can't walk an extra 30 feet. He claims this experience made him an expert on loopholes to dodge the fines. He said he realized that the tedious process of writing legal letters could be automated by AI, so that's what he did. The goal is to make the $200 billion legal profession free for consumers, Browder said. He uh, is insane. It also noted that at the end of the article. But, uh, I mean, I, I added that, but it was there in spirit. Uh, but... This is just an idea, and however flawed and whatever this man's idea is, it will exist as an industry. Someone read this article, 10 people read this article and went, mm, that's an idea. And then people with more money will turn it into a thing in five years from now. But that's, that is a fucking disaster waiting to happen, and I can't wait to see what happens with that. Because it hasn't happened yet. This, this you know ghost court case hasn't happened yet, so we'll find out. Did you hear also about the AI researcher who is using ai responses in mental health shit oh no that that was going viral this week on i mean i couldn't remember i couldn't find it now it was like three days ago you know that's like the last thing that should be done that way yeah like literally yeah. the last thing well apparently there were some like the person was like bragging about how good it had been going but they accidentally kind of said something like and people couldn't need like people didn't even know they couldn't, couldn't tell. tell and it was like wait a minute hold on that's not how that works <laughs> that's the bad that's that's the opposite of Oh, yeah. Hi, you just admitted to like serious violating serious professional ethics, medical professional ethics, even. So, okay, keep going. Hi, All right, I'm depressed. I'd like to talk to a person. Do you think you could uh, put me in touch with the robot? That I'm gonna see if I can find this article because it was very, yeah. very alarming. So, uh, Kathy, please. Until go then, have lunch. I think um, our intro music. Yes. Should be yes. Um. Oh, I don't know, but I think the ending. I I think the intro should be the Law and Order theme, and okay. I think the the original Law and Order theme, and yes. I think the outro should be something of your choosing. Intro, Law and Order. Okay. Outro, me. Okay. All right. That yeah. Down. That <laughs> All right, Kathy. Thank you to you and to everyone at home. This was episode thirty-four of our podcast, and uh, we will be back again next week. Of course we will. Blessings and and you got this Friday the thirteenth bullshit. It ain't it oh, ain't yeah. a thing. That's right. It's Friday the thirteenth. How about that? We 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 ended up through the program fine. We didn't end up uh, killing anyone. But I know. Not. Not yet. Not yet. Not until we press stop on the record. So. Okay. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye, Kathy. Great.